All right, here we go. Another episode, y'all rocking with Capturing the Game, the Game Within the Game podcast featuring me, your host, Desmond Jones, and my man, Jawan Polo Man Stewart. Yo, today we got another special guest on today's episode. She is the Director of Marketing Communications at Magic Johnson Enterprises. Her name is Alexia Grievous. How are you doing today? I am great. The sun is shining in LA. And, uh, you know, that always just puts you in a better mood. I'm jealous of that sunshine. Like, every every person we interview from Cali always got this nice little shiny background. And I'm just like, all right, I see my neighbor's house, you know. Well, I mean, you know, and we, we hitting that, yeah, we hitting that time where our weather starts to look like doom and gloom for the next four months. Yeah. So, you know, that's the only thing. That's the bad part, you know. We actually, so Monday, it was like that. And I promise you, everybody in the city was like, what did, what did we do? Like, are you, are you angry with this, Lord? Like, why is it cloudy? Why is it raining? In Cali, the type of state, all right, the sun's not out. All right, we're not working today. So. Listen, I wish. I wish, okay? But we, we still working. The business never uh, stops. All right, that's good to hear. But all right, so enough about Cali, you know, Indiana. Let's get into the main stuff. So wait, wait, Alexia. wait, wait. Before you start, oh, my, bad, you start. my bad. All I'm gonna say is for the people that's watching, you know, I know we got listeners, but if you watch the podcast, all I'm gonna say, is, you know, everybody looking up, we got our you know, fits on, nice little fit, got the suit and tie. She rocking the nice little, I like it, you know, the little oh, we we killing. That's all I'm saying. We we up in the game this episode. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You right about that? The, the middle game, is popping You know today. what I'm saying? I got my bear. You know, we good. We all good. We rocking. Hello, man. Let's go. There you go. We rocking. Let's get it. All right. Rocking, go ahead. Rocking. Thing. Uh, my, my bad, my bad, you know. Good good co-host duties, you know. Shout, shout out to everyone right now. But Alexia, can you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I grew up in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Most people have never heard of it. It's right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, but it's between Charlotte and Rock Hill, which if you are a football fan, you know, Rock Hill produces some athletes. Okay. Um, so grew up there. Cool. I actually wanted to be an actress, oddly enough. Um, had a little, had some little acting gigs, you know, nothing super professional, but, uh, moved into the sports broadcasting realm from that. So just realizing, you know, got to high school, hey, this is probably not gonna be what I do. So what's a way to kind of translate what I enjoy and make it into a career that I feel like, you know, I wake up in the morning, I'm excited to do it. So starting the sports broadcasting realm, um, I went to Clemson University undergrad right at the time that we were getting good. So, you know, they they unfortunately waited until after I left to win the first national championship uh, or the second, excuse <laughs> me, the 2016 one. But, um, was there, uh, worked as a production assistant, helped with, you know, ESPN when they would come on campus, um, did athletic video department, helped kind of spice up and put together highlight reels for all the different college sports, worked with the football team, um, wrote some research articles, really just try to get my hand in everything. Like, okay, I want to be more than just a pretty face on camera. Like, let me learn how to edit and work a camera and, you know, really be able to like put videos together. Um, but once I really got into it and did some internships uh, at a local TV station in Charlotte, working for ESPN, I just realized I wasn't passionate about it. Um, 
And I know, you know, as a younger millennial, we definitely kind of focus on like what's going to bring us some sort of fulfillment and joy. Um, so I, I realized that early enough in my undergrad career to be like, OK, what's a smooth transition I can make that kind of still uses all the things that I've learned in these positions? And that's when I discovered PR. So a young lady I actually worked with um, at the football team, she did an internship with the former Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team. And she was just telling me, she was like, hey, like you worked on the media side, you know, you worked with the team, like PR kind of is that gap in that in between, between like a brand, a person, an organization and the media and what the public sees. And it was really intriguing. Um, I did a internship the summer after my junior year with Washington and then started working with the Falcons on game day for my last year. And after that, you know, I actually was like, I'm going to go to grad school because I don't quite know where I want to take this. You know, maybe that'll help kind of narrow my focus a little bit. And um, my mom was the one who actually heard about the NTA, NCAA postgraduate internship in Indianapolis. Uh, shout out to Indiana, wow. <laughs> the lovely, lovely host. Um, so learned about that and applied for one position, ended up getting looked at for the digital com communications position just because of my background and um, skills with editing and being able to kind of work a camera. And that was, you know, I'll just say that was a great experience for better or for worse, how people feel about the NCAA, just to understand how college athletics really worked, um, how decisions got made, how rules came about. You know, this was a big time where it was like they really had to focus on paying student athletes because people were starting to make a big fuss about it. And it was like, how would this look? So even now, you know, to this point to see how NIL has come about and the fact that there wasn't a lot of parameters about it has been interesting to me, just knowing what some of those early conversations around it was. Um, so I really enjoyed my time there. I feel like I learned a lot. They actually do something where they give all the interns, you know, a stipend to go anywhere in the country and learn more about jobs in college athletics. So I took the time to go to the SEC conference and then um, I actually took some time to go to DC, meet with some professional organizations, uh, monumental, you know, Washington, went to Georgetown. And it just really was like, okay, cool. Like now I have all this exposure. I see all the different positions that are available. What do I really want to do? And I actually got a call from my former um, boss. His name is Tony Wiley. He was a over 20 year PR vet in the NFL. Um, and he was there when I was an intern and he called and he was like, hey, I told you, you know, one day we're going to work together again. And we have a position open for our corporate communications manager, you know, would you be interested? And of course, because I'm like, shoot, full-time position, like sign me up. Um, not really knowing what I was getting myself into. So another just very, very good learning curve because he was a hands-off boss. So, you know, he's the type that would say, hey, we need X, Y, and Z by Friday. And I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, what does this look like? Like, who do I need to go to for resources? What, um, figure it out. Like just have it on my desk on Friday. So it gave me a lot of autonomy at a very young age to kind of, you know, one, be better at decision-making, which I think I kind of struggle with and sometimes still do to this day, but having to really be able to think through something and explain my rationale for why I did it the way that I did, even if it was incorrect, right? So going to him and he's like, okay, this isn't what I was necessarily looking for. And I'm like, well, based on the parameters you gave me, based on what you're telling me you needed, this is kind of how I navigated the situation and figured out, you know, to come up with this. So 
perfectly fine if it's not right, you know, teach me, let me know what I needed to do differently, et cetera. Um, so it was just, it was a good experience. It was a lot of um, crisis communication. That was the time that uh, Robert Griffin III got benched um, and Kirk Cousins was named a starter. That was the uh, infamous training camp fight against the Houston Texans on live national television. Um, there was a, it was a lot. It was a lot that went into it. Um, I got to see a lot and it was, it was just a great experience. And then, you know, one thing, and I know I mean a little long winded, but it's, it's funny kind of how, you know, you look back on your story, how things connect. One thing that somebody told me very early was like, you got to let your work speak for yourself, um, and really grow and excel where you are. Um, if it's that season, you know, God put you there for a reason. So do the best work that you can, even if it's not necessarily the best environment. And um, at the time, my former boss, Tony, had a relationship and had met um, my now boss, the president of Magic Johnson Enterprises, Christina Francis. They'd known each other for decades um, and they were just having a catch up conversation. And she let him know that she was looking to expand her team wanted somebody really sharp to come in and, and help them. They didn't have a job description, um, but she was the senior VP of marketing communications at the time and just wanted someone that was eager and excited to learn. And he thought of me. And so he kind of told me about it and it was like, well, you know, I'm not quite sure what they're looking for. Just have a conversation. And our initial conversation kind of low key turned into an interview um, that I was not prepared for at all. Uh, I mean, from salary requirements to what do you want to do? Like everything. And I was like, oh, what? I thought I was just calling you to see like what y'all were looking for, <laughs> you know, like, not giving you kind of my background and history. But from there, you know, she told me she was like that first conversation. I was like, OK, I like her like I could work with her. So um, it took some time because I was early in the season and then I didn't leave until the top of January 2017. Uh, but I was eventually offered the position and I have been in L.A. ever since. And it was, uh, you know, had never been to Los Angeles before in my life, had been to California maybe once and was like, OK, I'm about to get on a one way and I don't have a job description. I don't really know what I'm doing, but we got to figure it out. So I feel like a lot of my journey has been uh, figured out. Like, uh, we're just going to thrust you into the fire and you got to do what you can and use all the resources and the knowledge that you currently have to be better, do better and continuously learn. Makes sense. So now I'm trying to think that, that fight was, was that when uh, D-Hop was, DeAndre Hopkins and yes. uh, D'Angelo Hall was yeah. that, that infamous on Hard Knocks or whatever it yeah. was? Yeah. That yeah. Was okay. Okay. As a former Clemson Tiger himself. So like, you know, right. that's, that's you know, <laughs> it was wild too, because again, it was, you know, the Washington is always, I feel like on the ticker, like that was one of the things, like our goal yeah. was to like get a day within the season that we were not, not on the NFL network ticker <laughs> for some shenanigans. Um, so we were there and kind of watched it and it had been chippy all game. But then it was it was weird in the point of view because it was two fields. It was a new the new training camp facility that they had built down there. And we're, you know, my boss and I were standing in the middle, kind of watching everything play out, you know, monitoring the media. And you just kind of saw it was like one little cluster. And it's like, oh, okay, like that's getting kind of chippy. All right. And then it like moved and then it just got bigger and bigger. And like it seemed like both teams. So he's sprinting across the field, like going in the back of ESPN, like no camera shut the cameras off and we we're all like this is getting crazy and of course you know we were on sports center for like a week <laughs> just and you know the texans in washington again 
So it was wild, but it, it was cool. Um, but I, I would not have wanted to be him in that in that ex, um, exact situation. I will say that. Well, okay, I guess how do you when situations like that happen? Because I mean, you hear the phrase that was a PR nightmare. Like people say that a lot. So like, what? How do you? How would you fix a situation like that? You know, I think when it comes to stuff like that, right, it's like a little bit out of your control. So like we can't yeah. control if the players are fighting or not, but it's a matter of trying to somewhat control the narrative is what I feel like PR people like we're so we're tasked to do. That's what we're hired to do. So even in that instance, it was like, okay, everybody saw what happened because again, it unfolded live on like national television and then you had hard knocks there. But afterwards, the conversation was more of like, okay, we don't need you know, D'Angelo talking, or we don't need, like, you keep kind of the, you know, media has their own sources a lot of times, but really yeah. trying to control, like, let's give him time to cool off so he doesn't go back on television and he's speaking out it's of emotion, crazy. right, because he's yeah. upset or whatever. So it's like, okay, he there's no media availability for D'Angelo today. And then you, you know, you have to have them speak specifically in NFL, NBA, like there are specific rules because these media outlets pay so much for their contracts that you have to have players available. So it's like, okay, you know, we're going to focus on the other players today, but we got to make them available tomorrow. But now he's had time to like cool off. All right, what happened? Okay, let's not focus on that. Like what? Hey, man, tensions got high you know everywhere we're all competitors deandre hopkins a great competitor blah blah, blah. like squash it and let's move on to the oh, cycle hey. so it's a lot of that more so than controlling what comes out of someone's mouth and just like okay yeah. let's give them the time to calm down or like let's evaluate the situation okay now when he does talk like hey focus on solution don't focus on why y'all started fighting in the first place and we're kind of guiding through those those logistics uh, i was just curious because that's always Cause I mean, the main thing I remember from that fight was <laughs> DeAndre saying, "I fear God." But I said, "Oh Lord, he's yeah. ready." <laughs> and that was, I will say, that was probably not the worst part, but we couldn't control that part anyway because yeah. Hard Knocks had them mic'd up, so it was like it was yeah. going to get out as far as what <laughs> happened. Was what was yeah. said, was like, okay, let's try not to focus on that. <laughs> like, let's steer oh, yeah. the focus somewhere else. So, yeah, I get that. Okay. Man, woo-wee. <laughs> good times, good times right good there. Time. That was a, that was you know, a it, good, it, uh, reactor right there. You know, it's funny now because you can almost put up like a face who's like scenarios, like how you control the narrative and stuff. It was like, oh, okay, I see your work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> true that, true that. Yeah, we see, we see what you can do. Um, what's, all right, so you've journeyed a lot throughout your career you've seen a lot you've you know just from hearing your whole intro from uh, just your journey to to get to the point where you're at you're at what's advice what's some advice that you can give to women that's uh, pursuing your your profession right now whether it's marketing uh, just or being in sports in general um that's a great question and i i can be long-winded because it's almost like a twofold one is to know yourself mm -hmm. um i feel like confidence is always going to be key especially because I started in football and it's like okay you never played like you're not a coach yeah. what do you know you know that kind of thing but it was hey I know my role I know my work I know the game but I know how 
you know, PR fits in that for a college team, for a professional team, et cetera. So really knowing your strengths, knowing your skill set, and when you get those opportunities, making sure that you bring your best self forward. Um, because, you know, and in, in, I think people ask me this all the time and even not to really get into it, but a lot of the stories that have come out about Washington since I have left and some of the harassment cases and things that women went through. And, you know, people will ask me and I'm like, I never really dealt with the major situations. Now, have I had people say things that were disrespectful or inappropriate? Yes. But I also like knew to speak up in those times, like, hey, nah, you know, I'm not the one, or hi, you're funny, but no thanks, like, leave me alone, those kind of things, on top of the fact that, just again, I had a wonderful boss, he was a Black man, he he knew the game, um, our director of play development was also wonderful, so I felt like I had allies within the building, but I, had I not known myself, or didn't know what I stood on, or what those values were, I think that would have been a much more difficult situation, um, so that is definitely one, and then the second part is kind of what I said earlier, as far as like operating in excellence where you are, uh, because a lot of the positions I've held, I did not feel like I was qualified for. Uh, not because I didn't think I could do the job, but just looking at a resume or looking at a job description. I'm like, ooh, like they're looking for someone that has more experience or has done this or blah, blah. I don't know. Mm. I don't necessarily have those experiences, but I was always willing to get in there and like learn. Like if I didn't know what I'm, I'm going to ask questions because I don't want to be the one that you know, you're reprimanding me because I didn't ask and I just tried to do versus like, okay, you're telling me you need this, like how, what are the resources available? How should I do it, et cetera. So really taking the time to, to always be open to learn um, and ask questions, but operating in your gifts, your talents, and like trying to be the best employee, the best colleague, the best, you know, uh, boss at that point, like get into a leadership position that you can, because you know, a lot of times your work speaks for itself. And I feel like, you know, specifically for this role, I would have never known, you know, Magic Johnson Enterprises was hiring, but because I did a good job and I expressed to my boss, like what I eventually wanted to get into and where my interests were, he was like, oh, I know somebody that'd be great for the conversation, you know? And even my now boss, she tells me, she was like, when he first told me about you, I was like, well, what's wrong with her? Cause you're really quick to try to give her away. Like, you know, this is one of your employees and you're just, you know, lobbing her to me. And he's like, no, I just, I know she can do whatever you're asking her to do. And this is the area of interest. Um, and I appreciate him because I felt like, you know he was the advocate for me to get to where I am today. So how was it? How is it like working with shifting to Magic Johnson Enterprises? How is that? And do you, I'm, I'm assuming you've met Magic Johnson. I'm <laughs> of course, yes. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was definitely adjustment from a standpoint of I went from teams that had, you know, X amount of players, coaches, mm -hmm. personnel, staff, et cetera, even at Clemson um, and then Washington and then you know, the NCAA is a huge organization, over 500 mm -hmm. employees. So it's more of like, you're trying to figure out what your role is and to see amongst a lot of professionals. Um, here, you know, we have a fairly small parent office. And like I mentioned, I wasn't sure, you know, what was needed when I came here. So I, can, I came from an environment where I wasn't, you know, I was pitching a lot to media, specifically for all of Washington's like charitable endeavors and some of the stuff that was going on, on the business side, because all the writers really cared about was football. So it was a lot of me reaching out, me 
putting together those press releases, trying to sell like, hey, this is really interesting too. We'll have some players there, but like we're doing great work in the community. Um, now working for Mr. Johnson because of who he is and the brand he's built, we're doing a lot of vetting. Like I'm telling a lot of people no, cause hey, he doesn't have the time or he's not able to do it. Um, you know, he's busy, he's traveling, et cetera. Um, even with business opportunities, we don't really have to go seek them. There's so many people based on, again, his credibility and the work that he's already done uh, that are looking for him. So it kind of went from, you know, I, I, with the other teams, I wasn't really helped build a brand, but here the brand is established, right? So it's really more maintaining the brand, like letting people know who he, you know, who he is, like we're going to show up, we're professional. He is always early like I thought I was early bird like I'd get to things you know 30 minutes before so I can scope the area blah blah my first time going on location with him for an interview I got there 30 31 minutes early and I'm like okay cool and he's calling me like where are you I've been here the last 45 minutes and I'm like whoa like what like he, <laughs> so now I get places an hour early I'm like I don't know when this man might show up but let me just make sure you know I beat him here so I think it's a little bit of that. It's more, it's not just sports anymore. Whereas before I was mm. very focused on sport, the products, like what you saw on the field here, it is the person. Um, it is business. It's the fact that he's transcended sports. So he owns teams. He has a food and facility service management company. Um, he has a life insurance and an annuities company, like all these industries that I wasn't as familiar with, but I had to educate myself like, okay, if I'm going to be helping our partners and activating and doing marketing and stuff for him, I need to make sure like I know, you know, the audience that they're trying to reach like, hey, no, this isn't going to make sense for him to do based on what you're trying to, you know, accomplish. So here's another way to think about it. You know, people love him on social, like let's do more social activations, those kind of things. Um, so getting a little more creative and it was truly it just got me out of my comfort zone. And since I've been here, I went back to school. I got my MBA, um, which was something I always, you know, I alluded to earlier, but I always wanted to go to grad school, but I came from a communications background. So to me coming into this position and realizing kind of what it took, it was like, okay, I need to sharpen my business skills a little bit. So I'm glad I did wait because I've been able to apply a lot of the things I learned into a classroom here now when I'm, um, you know, my, my, boss she got promoted to president around the same time I was promoted to director so now she handles all business development and I'm actually in some of those meetings with her we're coming up with deal terms she's asking me okay is this too much social you know should we lower the interviews etc getting to do some of those negotiations and before I think I would have been very intimidated but now I'm like okay I have a base knowledge that I can come and I feel like I'm adding value to the team and to these negotiations so it's been great it definitely just turned on a switch of a different part of my brain. Whereas I'm still working in media PR, you know, I still need the questions ahead of time. Like, is this the right outlet for the message that we're trying to get out? But now it's also a little more business focused. Like, what are those things? How do we help our partners achieve their goals? While also making sure, you know, Mr. Johnson looks good too. Got a nice little ring to it, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I think, and I think some of that, like you said, like him coming early, I think maybe, you know, even he played, you know, basketball for as long as he did. I think some of that work ethic carry over, carries over to the business world as well. Like, going to be an hour early. It's like, the interview don't start for another, like, 
20, 30 minutes, man. Like, exactly. Look, so for an eight minute interview. <laughs> yeah, nope. yeah, like, what you doing here? Oh, I'm just prepping. Like, whoa. yeah. Why are we prepping so early? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I get it. Exactly. He says it. that sometimes, too. He's like, you know, to Pat Riley, like, we show up on time, we late. So I'm trying to be the first one in the gym. Like, I want to show, you know, that yeah, exactly. I deserve to be on the court. So he's definitely taking yeah. a lot of you know, who he was as a basketball player and definitely applied that in business too. So what's been your favorite moment so far working? Exactly. Ooh. That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, Probably two for different reasons. Uh, 2019, I helped and was really kind of integral in putting on a community event here in Los Angeles that, you know, it was his all his brainchild, but we gave away bikes um, to kids. And he's done that before in different capacities. Uh, but I was the person that was kind of here that had to execute. And, you know, I think sometimes, not that I take for granted, but because I have worked for him for so long, like I know him, it's, there's no celebrity appeal to me. You know, like, I'm like, oh, I'm not necessarily trying to hang out with Mr. J. Like, that's like, He's like my, a little older than my parents. Like, you know, I'm not trying to kick it with them, but to (laughs) everyone else, there's still that lore and, you know, sexiness of like, that's Magic Johnson. So like to Mm -hmm. see kids that never saw him play, probably have no idea even what he's done from a business standpoint, but like have such a great Christmas and be so excited to meet this, you know, larger than life (laughs) personality that gave them bikes and toys and everything. And just kind of seeing it all, come together was awesome because I'm like okay you know he's Mr. Johnson to me but like to everyone else it's like no that's still magic so Mm -hmm. to be able to do that and you know and he really enjoys it too so even just to seeing how how it blessed him because he likes to give back and loves to be able to touch kids and that's like his personality um but then I think the second part would probably be like the first deal that got done that I felt like I was a part of and I actually contributed to and you know I was Christina asked my opinion, like, what do you, what do you think in these elements? Um, because aside from like kind of helping her on the front end, even though that's truly more of her wheelhouse and even we work with the lawyers, et cetera, like I'm typically the one that's activating on the back end. So when they, we have to do those interviews and, you know, we got to send out those social posts, like that's me. So to be able to see it from the beginning and like, oh, I contributed to it. And then like, we got a deal done. And like, now we're actually, that was really like, okay, this is what I think I, I want to do. Um, I think that confirmed it for me. So that was a exciting moment. It's always good. Yeah, It's always cool to hear about, you know, people actually achieving and doing like what they was pursuing. Yeah. We went to school. Like right now I'm, I'm working on getting my MBA as well. Okay. And congratulations. Um, Look, how, how much time you got left? I've actually, so I'll be done. I'll be done in March. At least I should be Ooh, done. Okay. You listen, this is the hardest stretch. I will say it's like the 400, like that last 100 where he's like, Lord, I am tired but Look, it is definitely I've, gonna pay off <laughs> i've been tired okay so this is my <laughs> this is my my second master so um my first master so i'm an engineer by trade okay and so this one i'm just like man every time i look at homework so i'm like bro you you tested me exactly um, and it's different yeah. like it's a different part of your brain that you know if you're an engineer by trade it's like okay now i gotta think about it 
business is way more concepts and like there's not a right mm-hmm. answer but you're looking at case study all of that was new to me too so mm-hmm. so yeah it's, well, congratulations it's, it's, to both of you uh because uh i won't be partaking in any of that uh stuff that's all i'm going to say so yeah congrats to you I'm not too going back. i'm like if i can't make it work with these two degrees it's i'm done <laughs> look i do I do want a PhD only if someone's willing to pay for it. So a I just PhD. put it out there. I do. Hey, you you handled that. Oh. I'm cool with my oh. two bat my bachelor degree and my two minors. Okay, I'm cool with that. That's what I'm cool with. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> look, <laughs> I'm good. if look, if I, if the PhD doesn't happen, I'm cool. But you know, if the opportunity came up, someone wants to pay for it, you know, yeah. just put it out there. Hey, anybody out there right. for sponsorships? Anybody you you know, right. Anybody listening, you know, one of you know, anybody listening, yeah, yeah, <laughs> want to start a, a fun, you know, GoFundMe account for me to, you know, get my PhD. Wow. Okay, uh, hey, I'm just looking for anything at this point when it comes to all forms. <laughs> but, um, I'm one thing I wanted to ask because I know you, you mentioned this earlier, but I wanted to ask you, like, how has your faith played a part in your career? Huge huge part and I'll tell you why because my fiance and I talk about this very often I definitely I'm an older sister it's like me and my younger sister and I like to say like I'm not I'm not type a and I learned that once I met him um but I always had like a plan like okay I'm gonna be an actress this is what's gonna happen and then it didn't really work so I was like okay well I'm gonna pivot and this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna you know and I don't think I'm alone in this, but hitting certain milestones by certain ages, certain times in your life, et cetera. So I always had a plan of what was going to be next. So even out of undergrad, I thought I was going to grad school, leaving the NCAA. I thought I was going back to grad school because I deferred for a year. I didn't even withdraw my you know, application. I was like, hey, I, this is only a year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get the experience and I'm going to come back to school. Then I got the Washington job and I was like, okay, you know, I think the next step would be like a players association or something like so I always had a this is what's going to come next and it has never happened that way um and I feel like my faith has been strengthened because of it because there were times and I'm like oh I don't think I can do this anymore or you know this is really tough like you know I could just get out now and we could pivot and change directions but things have happened for me and on my behalf that I didn't know about to very similar to me getting this position, right? A conversation that had nothing to do with me and my name got brought up in the room and I've learned to let go of some of the need to control what happens next and more of like, okay, if this is the season that I'm in, if this is the place that God has put me in, like, let me take all the lessons, like the good, the bad, the ugly, um I'm gonna learn a lot I'm gonna have these great experiences I'm gonna the times where it is tough like that's forming me for something else so I I don't want to not work I don't want to put that work in and reach out to people and kind of get myself out there but really trusting that like some stuff is beyond my control because everything that I thought was gonna happen didn't but it turned out so much better like I never California was not on my radar ever I mean like it was a place like yeah I'm gonna go like vacation it looked beautiful but oh it's expensive out there like I'm east coast till I die and here I am like all of it has kind of every step in the journey has really been a leap of faith so 
I still, you know, if you ask my fiance, I still struggle with it. Um, but I try to keep in mind and really looking back and like focusing on gratitude because those things that I didn't think would happen or I thought something else would happen, you know, something better came from it. And I learned a lot along the way. And every, you know, I used to be one of those people, I, I thought my resume was not cohesive. Like it didn't make sense. People would look and be like, okay, girl, like, what do you want to do? Cause you just kind of all over the place. But every step along, like I've used something from a previous position into, or brought a new idea or something new to it that they weren't doing. Um, and that's where I see of like, okay, no, God's behind all of this, you know, like, we have to put that work in and we have to, but some of it, even when we have an idea, you're going to be like, ah, eh, I got something else or I got something better or maybe not. And this is where you have to stay, but like, I'm teaching you something in here. So like, stop looking at it as a negative or you don't want to be in this position or whatever, and just know that you're still learning and growing. Um, so I think that's been helpful, but it's still, I would be lying to you if I said that I was because of all of that, I'm like the most faithful person. Like I still have times where I'm like, oof, like, but I feel like I should. It's like, no, it's not about feelings. Like you just gotta, you know, like yeah. you just gotta, some things you gotta let go and stop trying to be in control or it has to go the way that you do. Because I think sometimes I would set myself up for disappointment. Like this is really what I wanted to happen. And I was focused on it and it didn't happen but you're not looking at what happened instead and how great that was. So I've tried to change my disposition a lot um, because, you know, God is consistent. <laughs> like we're the wishy-washy ones. True the fact. Like that is true. I, yeah, I mean, I bars. can speak to what, you know, what you said about just people saying, you know, you know, all over the place. Like when I first got my job, it was like, you don't know what you want to do. And I'm like, but I do, but like, it just ain't came yet. The opportunity ain't here yet. Like it, I'm being patient. I'm gonna wait on it. You know, I'm gonna wait on it. And then it comes as like, yeah, ain't number God. Okay, all right. See, he just he just wanted me to be patient and wait. Like you know, it's some things I tell I told this guy at work. I said some things were just just God. Like you can't you can't even you can't explain it. You can't. He like what? That was just God. That's just what it was. I mean, then, okay. <laughs> like that's it yeah there's nothing else to say like it's just what's got you know but i definitely agree i understand all that like you said it's bars big bars big facts all big, that big 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 facts big bars that's true yeah. like man i could talk to about that too but we won't go ahead uh just because of time and stuff you know we just i feel like we were just getting just getting started right. you know you know, we just ordered the appetizer. We was about to get into the. Hey, to the, to the hey, hey, not to Jawan. Look, his food been here. Hey, okay. Hey, look, hey, been here. Been here. <laughs> Waiting it, on was, me. Is it, <laughs> is it sitting to the side, or you got it in the kitchen? No, no, it's in the kitchen. I could, if it was okay. in the kitchen, if it was here, oh, I'd have been. You'd have been seeing chicken right, look, grease all, all on my face. Right? Yeah, chicken grease all <laughs> on my face. Been like, dang man. <laughs> I, yeah. I would I, I would have understood though because I just had a I just had a restaurant not too long. That's why when I told you I was on my what never mind we'll talk about it later. But I, you I got know you, why. I got you, I got you, yeah, I got you. you know <laughs> <laughs> but, but all right, ladies and gentlemen, you already know what time it is. It's time for the for our rapid fire round, the game within the game. So um the very first question we ask is are you ready to play? Yes, I am ready. Okay. All right, first question. Chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal raisin? Chocolate chip. 
already knew I she was going to say chocolate. I love oatmeal raisin. But it's 11 4. It's 11 4, Desmond. You know, 11 okay. 4. See, but I feel like me and her, we're on the same page because I love, I like, I, I got mad love for oatmeal. I mean, mm-hmm. oatmeal. So oatmeal is my pick out this. Okay. I really love, I really love chocolate chip cookies though. Like, if I go to a restaurant, I'm getting, most of the time, I'm getting two chocolate chip cookies and one oatmeal. Same. So, Listen, now that is see? the same. But I will tell you, I feel like people can mess up oatmeal raisin a lot easier than chocolate chip, which is why I'm always going for the most part default until I'm like, okay, no, they make good cookies. Because <laughs> like a bad oatmeal raisin is like, mm-hmm. you know. Super okay. facts. It's another bar. It pass. I'll let it pass. I'm going to let it pass. All right, Which your I next can... one. TV shows or movies? TV shows. Favorite TV show? Favorite of all time or favorite right now? Your top five. I'll give you a top five. Okay, top five. Favorite TV show all time, Grey's Anatomy. Like, I'm in it. I'm... That show been on forever. Listen, and I've... <laughs> everybody that's left everything i have held yes. on true and true like oh it's good um i was super late but one thing that my fiance and i watched during COVID was the wire oh that's a that's late a that's, I mean, that's like, the show that's the show i gotta watch that's... i haven't watched that yet you haven't watched you haven't watched okay, listen, listen because i not to say i wasn't a believer but i'm like okay everybody talks about the wire I'm like, all right wires hands down like I don't it's I mean it is up there um every season even for different yeah. reasons too like they yeah. just show you different parts of the city like ways you didn't even think they overlap it's just yeah. it's great. so I have to give him that one because he it was the same thing he's like you've never watched The Wire like you're almost 30 I'm like Ooh. <laughs> it's up there uh favorite right now is definitely Snowfall like oh okay okay so I'm in it. I am okay and it was slow. You, the first season, I was like... Oh, the first two was slow. By two, I was intrigued. Like, by season two, I was very intrigued. But that first okay. season was like... That was a struggle. But just okay. the setup to then get to the action, I was like, I can appreciate it. So what did okay. I give you? I gave you three. Game of Thrones. I, I was a Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. I, the ending, it was a lot. But I was a Game of Thrones fan. She, she, on, she on two different I'm all over though. the place. Like, yeah, you're on two different spectrums because that's way over there. That's way over there. That one way but over like there and that one way over there. I really, and I, I really just, as I've gotten older, I'm like, give me some character development. Give me somebody yeah. I can root for. Like, I'm yeah. I'm into it. And if I can, like, stay and hold on through deaths of, like, major characters, then, like, you got some, it's some good writing here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah. those are my, that's four. And then probably like five from a comedy. Like I just really love my wife and kids as a sitcom. Like it's just a random sleeper family, black family sitcom that I feel like people sleep on, but it is hilarious to me. Okay, I I gotta ask this. I gotta ask this because I know we're running close on time. But Power, did you watch Power? Yes, I did. So So compare Power, Snowfall, and The Wire. I know this was... A question Omari Harwick answered, but what would you put in a list? Okay, so are you talking about ranking them or saying like what the different... Okay, so ranking, it probably still would be The Wire, Snowfall, Power. 
but I'm going to tell you why. The only Ooh. reason power I put toward the bottom Ooh. is because I appreciate TV shows that I feel like could really be real life. And there are moments in power where you're just kind of like, somebody would have died by now. You know what I mean? Like just, I loved it. I was into it. I'm like, I'm, I'm there. But just the realism of The Wire, I feel like you can't replicate because as someone who's even been to Baltimore but has never lived there, I'm like, bro, y'all just showing a side that like people need to yeah. see. Like this is real life. And then for Snowfall, I'm really interested of in the backstory. So I like that it's like a fictionalized version, but like even just how Freeway Ricky Ross like got in the game and like working with the CIA, like that's why I appreciate that one. Cause I'm like the fictionalized version of it is like, how yeah. does a black guy from, you know, South LA get tied up with the CIA, CIA and start bringing yeah. crack and cocaine into America? Like, um, yeah. I got questions, you know? So like, I'm watching it cause okay. I'm like, please tell me more. So that's okay. probably why I was surprised at how much I liked Power Book too, because I hated Tariq's character. Like hate it. Same. I'm like, there's no way they can actually make a show about the sun Same. and like people watch it, Same. but they did. Same. And I was there. Okay. I thought, I thought Power Book 2 was really good. It was. It, they it, got better towards the end. It wasn't, it started off kind of. Yeah. Eh, it started it, off yeah. rocky, but yeah. going back to like sometimes being unrealistic, just the outrageousness of it. Cause I'm like, when did this man have time to write, write papers for him or the, the athlete? Or like, the other dude. Yeah. When did he sleep? Like my man Tariq right. was running from the, running the streets. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. All over the place. But it was, it definitely got much better. And I was like, I'm not watching it. I don't like him. I can't, I can't get into it. And as soon as we started, it was like, ooh, let's go to the next episode. Ooh, keep going. <laughs> so. Yeah. I will then, say another one. BMF. Okay. Haven't started it yet. It is on the list. Okay, good, good. It is on the list. Good. <laughs> good. That's all I can say. Good. Okay. <laughs> I got I got mad shows to catch up on. But also I do appreciate my wife and kids because that's something me and my wife are watching right now. And no. we crack up laughing at. Like we're at the that's point a, now we'd be gym. like, uh, we'd be like, uh nah. <laughs> yeah. Like hilarious and the funny part is so my fiance he is a martin till he dies so he's like that is gina i'm like no 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 no. like yeah like i see her in both but i love tisha campbell and my wife and kids i don't know her and wayne like they just had a chemistry that i'm like these two yeah. are hilarious i'll give you that okay big facts big facts all right, moving on, moving on. So if you can go pro in any sport, what would it be? Basketball. 100%. Who's your, who's your favorite basketball player? That'd be a nice Dwayne Wade. Oh, she said that with a quickness. Not D-Wade. Wow. That's, that's also surprising, too. It's a random one. I know. What, what draws really, you to D-Wade? Because I play basketball, but at the time that I really started watching it, like I come from a sports family, but my dad played football. My mom is like great. I mean, she's worse than my dad watching games. She's screaming, yelling, going off. Like you think she was on the sidelines. So like we definitely were more football family. I started watching basketball as I got older and I was yeah. playing. And so at the time was really like like peak D-Way, like right before they won the first championship uh, and just how he moved. I was like, okay. I like this. Like, 
I and I played down because I went to a smaller high school. So like I'm five nine, but I was still playing four and five. So mm. he was more of like where I felt like I needed to be yeah. like more yeah. of like a, a three guard type situation. But yeah. even though he was more shooting, but just watching him play, I was like, man, this brother can hoop. So yeah, D Wade is my favorite. But I I mean I love LeBron. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a I'm a LeBron. Kobe I struggle with, but I'll always respect because the black mom, but, but my dad, okay. And part of me thinks that some of it came from the fact my dad just loved Kobe. And I'm like, nah, I'm just, I gotta go against it. Like LeBron. I say Kobe is the guy. This, yeah, this yeah. is a Kobe, Kobe lover right here. Listen, oh, I am out to death. Basketball player, even person, just what he's, what I learned more about him being in LA and kind of what he's done yeah. to the community, whatever. I do not dislike the guy, but like just my favorites, yeah. I feel it. I'm gonna say, and you in you in LA, like that's the I know magic and Kobe. That's the the mecca. That two right there. That's a, that was but, the but see, Take all drama aside, Shaq was more my favorite just because of how he played at such a big size. I was like, there is no way somebody that huge. large should be doing any the of these things. Stuff. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like that's why I said, take all the drama off the table. Yeah. But in general, I just I like Shaq. Shaq has a big personality. I'm a dunk it. That's all Shaq was gonna do. I'm a dunk it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. La- this is the last one. I know you gotta go. If you could be a hype person for any artist, who would it be? It definitely would have been Nipsey. I'm I. Yeah, I okay. So again, like y'all asked me rapid fire. I know I'm supposed to give one. As you can see, I'll talk a lot. But J. Cole is my favorite rapper. I'm I'm Carolina through and through. Love his message. Uh the Dreamville. I I I, I <laughs> yep. am I'm a Dreamville. But being out here, I got introduced to Nip through Deshaun Jackson when he came to Washington because he played him all oh, the time. Oh. And like, and that was like 2015, 2016. So I was right. like, hmm, okay. And then when I came to LA and just, I, you know, I had gone to a concert, um, have a very, not a regret moment, but like saw him at All-Star, didn't speak. So I was like, oh, he's eating. Like, I don't want to disturb him, bother him. And then he passed away. But just learning more about person, who he was as a he person, was. and the fact that I came on his later music and then went back to earlier stuff and mm-hmm. like pay more attention to the growth was just like, man, like this. To me, he epitomized, like, we are all bigger than our circumstances. Like, mm-hmm. how his story and how he started and, like, just being in the game and just being immersed in that culture to, like, where he was on the trajectory of going and, like, how his music changed and, like, the yeah. message and what he talked about, all of that is where I definitely, that would have been the one I hyped from, like, a standpoint of, like, no, like, it's deeper than music. Like, <laughs> I give you all of that just because... I just really dove deep, especially being here and then having, you know, not interactions with him, but like being in spaces and blah, 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 and then learning more and seeing what he did. I literally, we just had a site visit at Creed Academy where they did the big mural on the um, the basketball court because uh, yeah. we're working on something with them. So I just really enjoyed and, you know, believed in what he was trying to do and like Hey, like I'm, I'm trying to be the person that I felt like I needed in my community as a young person, mm-hmm. and I, I can get behind that. And I feel like the music over time started reflecting that too. I think it for real, for real. 
All right. So real quick, Alexia, uh, can you go ahead and tell the audience how they can follow you or keep up with your career and keep up with everything that you got going on? Yes, everyone. Uh, follow me on Twitter. A underscore grievous is the Twitter. Um, LinkedIn. I don't really use Facebook. You know, that's for the aunties these days. So I really, I'm auntie. on it. But like, I'll be on it. Uh, my mom would kill me. If, <laughs> I'll kill me if she heard that. Um, and then uh, Instagram is Capri with two eyes, sun, S-U-N underscore. Funny story. Started most of my social media when I was in uh college and my middle name is capri so it was like a joke some people call me capri capri son um but yeah that's how you can follow me i was also just named uh sports business journals 30 new voices under 30 so i'm really excited about that um and that Congrats. dropped in november so a little deeper dive into my story uh for the sports business journal awesome 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 well thank you for joining give a follow yeah, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, I'm going to close that real quick. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for all the listeners, subscribers. Go ahead and follow us on um, in your favorite podcast platform. We're on all of them. Uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. It doesn't matter. Just look up uh, Capturing the Game Podcast. Uh, we can be found on Twitter at uh, CTG underscore podcast. On Instagram, it's Capturing underscore the underscore game underscore pod. That's on Instagram. And uh, typically, you can just punch in anywhere, capture the game. You can uh, typically find us. Um, Alexia, it was a pleasure. I feel like we would just get get done with uh, advertisers, uh, you know, but, you know, we understand everything. Uh, so definitely uh, thank you for everything and definitely hopping on the podcast. Definitely uh, best luck with your career going forward. Thank you. Thank you. I had so much fun. I will tell you that. I rarely do interviews. I, like, I speak to more students and stuff but this has been great i did not even realize what time it was so thank you guys yeah. um, i really appreciate you inviting me of course no problem, problem.